Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes Radio Talk Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuela Mackey, co-host, U.S. Air Force veteran, Matt Davidson, announcers, Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment host, Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army Special Forces veteran, and I once was whole segment host, Richard Cook. U.S. Army veteran and lifeline for women's veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela. National Faith Program director and veterans in recovery segment host, Anthony Akinpora. And U.S. Air Force veteran and incarceration to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org or email info at operationconfidence.com well thank you everyone for tuning in to americans invisible heroes this show is dedicated to our veterans and their families yes i'm your host consuela mackey executive director of a nonprofit organization called operation confidence no i'm not a veteran but my heart goes out to our american heroes especially those who have disabilities and may have experienced homelessness. For those who are new to the show, American Invisible Heroes was established to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share hard stories, resources, challenges, and accomplishments. Now, allow me to introduce our co-hosts. First of all, Matt uh, Davidson will be back uh, next month. He's on monthly. Uh, we have Brooke Daskin. You remember my girl, our girl Brooke, she's on work assignment and she won't be back until next month. And our sweetheart Taylor is at uh, some type of a religious retreat. So she'll be back next month. I mean, next week. But for right now, we got Charles, Charles Whitehead. Go Charles, U.S. Army Reserve veteran, board member and co-host. Uh, Martha, she is out a little bit ill today. She'll be back next week. But we have John Oppenheim. Oppenheim. He's our bi-monthly segment host. He has a wonderful segment called Veteran Voices from the Hood. Uh, Patrice Springer, she's executive director of Your Image 2020. She has a bi-monthly segment called Veteran Success Stories. Darcy Dijon. She has a bi-monthly segment called, uh, I'm sorry, called Making Music LA. That's Darcy. And then we have Dr. Wendy Childress. Dr. Wendy Childress has a, a segment, monthly segment called Living Life Completely. Welcome everybody. Say wave to the audience. Let them know who you are. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, we're gonna turn it over to Darcy. You go, girl. 
you mute it. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, and um, welcome to this segment of the show. Today is going to be a little different for me because I have the pleasure of introducing you to a marvelous woman named Osiris Munir. Osiris and I have known each other for, oh, I think the better part of 12 or 13 years. And she was um, very uh, helpful to me in the beginning when I was starting Make Music LA. Um, Osiris has a very interesting background. She is an, a phenomenal woman who has overcome obstacles and who has taken creativity to a new level. And um, I'd rather than say any more about her, I think it's time to introduce her and let her speak for herself because she has a talk show of her own, and we'll hear about that. Osiris, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you? How's everybody? Fine. Thank you for being Hi. on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I, okay, so I absolutely adore Dorsey. Dorsey was instrumental in helping me start my own 15-minute interview show where I would literally go out on the streets and find these interesting people to interview. And I started this blog called Stones in the Color of Rare, because in my opinion, the people that come on to 15 minutes are rare stones. They are people that do it differently. They shine. Uh, they are very broad in their stroke of how they paint their lives. And a lot of them are celebrities. Some are known, some are emerging, some are whatever, but I like to talk to people that Hollywood seems to ignore. You know, there's somewhere in the middle and Hollywood stays here where there's just the webs and it's all of these other valuable people in the community such as yourselves. But usually these people have some kind of link to the entertainment industry because that's my background. Uh, and Dorsey said, where I start, I wrote a book called Nita a year ago it is the story of my background. I came out of Waco, Texas, went into the US Navy uh, as a Vietnam era vet. I got out of the military. My parents were living in Northern California. They eventually moved back to Texas. I went to Sonoma State College, which I did not know anything about arts or what an arts college was. I had the privy of meeting people like Ntozaki Shanghai, uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, they all lived in Northern California and they frequented um, this college. And so I was in this mix without really knowing the people, the value or the, not the value, but the weight of the people that I would eventually be, you know, influenced by. And then from there, I became a Buddhist and I started chanting. Um, I was married at the time with two children and um, my uh, marriage came to an end and some one of my friends told me about being a Buddhist and I thought it was an interesting concept. I started chanting. The first thing I chanted for was to meet Maurice White of Earth, Wind and Fire and um, I sent him a letter in the mail and he answered the letter. Wow. So I went from Northern California to LA, grabbed my kids, got here with the stars and my eyes and the glitter, and I'm going to be rich and famous, I'm going to be married. <laughs> and everything went to a complete halt. I didn't back meet Maurice. We became friends forever until he passed away. 
but it was nothing like, you know, the little girl where you're going to be in love with the big star, nothing like that. But we became very good friends and he was responsible for being a mentor for me in the industry. I eventually ended up at William Morris Talent Agency. I met all these people just magically because I was chant. I mean, I don't know any, I'd be lying if I said that I did it because I, I can't explain it any other way. But I just got into this whole circle of people. <clears throat> Tina Turner is a Buddhist, Herbie Hancock, Wayne Shorter, they were all Buddhists. So they kind of enveloped anybody that kind of brought you into the fold of anyone that wanted to be an artist. Now, I didn't know I was an artist. So I was around all of these people over time. Eventually, all of that faded away. I met Dorsey starting my own 15-minute interview show. She was one of my first guests. I mean, literally started in the street, going on the streets, talking to people. And then after that, word got around and I just kept going. I would go door to door and talk to people and say, oh, hi, I read about your gallery. Can I come in and talk to the owner? You know, things like that. And then finally, the guests started changing and shifting. The guests got, you know, uh, better and better. We got broader and broader in our concept of who we wanted. And finally, 15 Minutes became an arts entertainment, culture, technology. And I am in a metaphysics. I went to a metaphysical university. A lot of people have never heard of a metaphysical university. I also went to a regular university. So I have kind of that dual background and being a woman of color, it just was hard to explain to people that I, I've done these things. <laughs> you know, they seem strange to you know, like maybe just one kind of community, but in a broader concept, these things are like world over things that all kinds of people get into. So I did that and then ended up owning my own company. One day I was working for a, I had gotten a job because I couldn't afford to take care of my kids and we were on the streets and there was a whole story behind that. I kept doing my you know, noms and eventually ended up in a situation where a guy paid for me and my kids to stay in a hotel for like five more days. And he said, just promise me you're going to do this for somebody else. And so I don't feel that I could ever, ever snob anybody or do anything to make people feel less than because of what's happened to me and what I came through. But anyway, and I, you know, the military, I, all the things that kids are talking about, I went through all of that. I did, I did everything but heroin, everything but heroin and cocaine, but all the psychedelics, all the mushrooms, all of those things. So one day I was boarding a bus from this office that's, it's called Natural Health Pharmaceuticals. And they are a, it was a nanotechnology company. Well, I'm into that kind of stuff. I'm like, whoa, a who? Where you put it on your skin and it turns a liquid and all that. It was just fascinating to me. So one day I was getting on the bus after working there for a couple of years and the driver closed the door of the bus on my arm with me on the outside of the bus. What? And so I'm like size two my whole life, you know, my parents try to give me old team to make me gain weight, but I've just always been kind of small. And so she kept driving and people were on the bus going, there's a lady out there. There's a lady out there. So finally 
the police came, they disengaged. I pulled my arm out because you know the big flaps under the bus. That's what moves the bodies off the street if you ever hit somebody, just so you know. So because I have background in dancing, ballet and, and all that stuff from Lula Washington and Rwanda Lewis, I was able to use my tip on my tippy toes to keep from going under the bus until the oh. driver opened the door. So it was drama. I ended up going to the hospital. I said, oh man, you know, I couldn't go back to work. I tried to go back to work. Finally, the head of the California State of Psychiatry Office, Dr. Lester Zapfler, and the VA head of State of Psychiatry Office said, Miss Munir, you will never ever work in a corporate situation again. You better find another way to live. It's over. You have bipolar, PTSD, you're a savant, and you have a broad as something autism. I didn't even know what any of that stuff meant. So I literally had to go and look, and look it up to see, like, what does that mean? You know, what do you mean? I'm a vegetarian and I did this and I went to medicine. So they explained everything to me. And I have been under the VA care ever since. And they told me to live my life and enjoy. So when I was coming home one day and that bus driver about, maybe three or four months after that accident, I couldn't go back to work. And <clears throat> they finally had to let me go. They were waiting for me to come back as a sales consultant for pharmaceuticals. And um, I was in the middle of the living room and some voice said, did you know you're supposed to go paint? You have something to say. And I said, who the are you? <laughs> and then all this stuff started happening. I was walking down the street and this guy, I said, uh, he was on the ground doing a mural. And I said, oh, wow. I just, something just told me to paint. And he was like, oh, you're, he said, oh, you're a real painter. I said, what do you mean? I don't even know how to, I don't know how to paint. You know, I, I don't even know where you get brushes. He said, to be honest with you, CVS is selling a bag of them for $3.99 and there's 30 in the bag. So that's how I got my first brushes. Then the second thing, make a long story short culmination all of these little bitty things led up to this big thing one of my friends birthday came up cheryl gellin very say no cheryl and yes. cheryl's birthday came up i had no money and i was like okay i'll just paint a hat paint a hat box put a little inexpensive scarf in there bring it to cheryl she loved it i get a call at 11 30 at night and cheryl goes I know you don't have a car. Ask your neighbor to bring you over here. My friend is dying and she wants to meet you. She wants to meet the person that painted this box. I'm like, I don't know how to paint. She said, well, obviously she wants to meet you. So I get my neighbor to take me over to, we don't know where it is because it's late at night. Like by the time we got there it was 12. And we walk up the stairs and this woman is lying on the bed. And she says, um, come here. And I said, what are you doing over there? Trying to die because you're mad at your sisters and your mother. And she said, who told you that? And she grabbed my leg. I'm like, nobody told, nobody said anything. I don't know anything. I just, I just that's just what I felt. She got up out of the bed and she starts walking 
around in the living room. There were like five of her neighbors and she goes, this is the one I want to have my entire art studio. Oh. And oh, she died three weeks later. And so I felt I could not paint after something happened to me like that. And I've been painting ever since. So. Can we see some of that's your That's how I became an artist. Oh, Osiris, what a marvelous story. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, I could feel your emotion and, and I see mean, it. It was like, what that meant wow. to you. How can I not paint if somebody that happens to you? Hmm. So I've been painting ever since and I've gone from hiding them under my living room couch to a bigger place now where I can have a room and a corner to paint in. And uh, my next step, I want a full on studio. So I literally paint in a corner. I'll show you in a moment. So you want to go off with me now? You hear a little of my story. I have yeah. a question the for you. Thing I wanted to mention is you've had some things at the Hammer Museum. Well, no, I, what, what, let me just, well, I didn't want to keep going with my story, but what eventually happened is that a, a, a woman that I met one time came here to LA, Anna Maria Kinsberg. She's a, she is a Telly award-winning interior designer. She calls herself an angel with an edge. <laughs> and so she lives in New York. She saw some of my art and she said, you, did you paint this? I said, yeah, but it's just, I don't even know what it is. And she, she <laughs> said, my friend, Carla Goldberg, who to this day I've not met and I've known her seven years now, she said, let, let me let Carla take a look at it. So I get this phone call and this woman goes, oh my gosh, I don't know who you are, but you should keep painting. I think you have something. I'm like, yeah, but what, what is it? What is it? I threw a bunch of it in the trash. She said, oh no, 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 no. Don't throw it in the trash. And my, my neighbors went and took it out of the trash and said, oh, Cyrus, we didn't know you could paint. And, and I said, I did, I said, I didn't either. <laughs> and then I just, you know, and after that, I just kept going. So, you, have you know, to I up, yeah, I yeah. I ended up at the uh, Hammond Museum in New York through the woman I met. She introduced me to the gallery. They introduced you to the Hammond Museum. I called them a couple of times. They called me. I said, I thought they said the hammer here in Santa Monica. I said, oh, wow. During the pandemic. Oh, wow. The hammer, I said, oh, wow, are you guys still up and over? She said, no, the Hammond, the Hammond the Museum oh, in New York. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh she my. said, yeah, oh, my gosh. So the curator took me on. And then from there, I got into the Saatchi Art Fair that I'm doing in Dallas. It's my very first big exhibition ever. And I'm going to that in May in a couple of months. Congratulations. Well, let's see that work. Yeah. And then the Barnsdall Art Center also uh, uh, showcased my work where they made me a featured artist in the summer program last week. We got to have you to come back so we can have a lot of you show for you. I have a question for you. What? When your arm was stuck in that bus, how far did you go before they? Before she actually stopped or opened the door? She, uh, they, she had driven almost a half a mile. That's and a long way. And, I, and yeah, and she started picking up speed. And that's when people start, yes, we were, st we started at Fairfax and Santa, uh, where was she? Fairfax and Santa Monica. 
And she went all the way up Fairfax where Fairfax curves to Hollywood Boulevard before people were like, there's somebody on the bus. There's a lady on the bus. And then she find, she turned, then the, I yanked my arm out. Otherwise she would have just kept going. Oh my God. You know, not, 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 maybe it's not half, but let's just say, let me say about nine, 10, 11 blocks like that. Let's just say that. That's, that's too word. far. That's too far. Of course, they fired her. It was the, one of the biggest uh, lawsuits in LA against the RTD. And they found that that woman was on drugs and all kinds of stuff. And she could have oh. killed me. Oh but, my God, yes. yeah. But I thank that accident for bringing out that artist in me because now here I am. Congratulations, sweetheart. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. all proud of you. Congratulations. We got to have you to come back and show us some of your stuff. You're a busy girl going on. <laughs> but we we want you to honor us and show us some of your work. I know we have you want me to show you real quick. You got five more minutes. Well, we got all these other guests, but show us something do. real quick, please. Real quick. Don't carry a uh, computer over. Okay. I'm gonna walk you still real quick to the whole room so you can see. I'm going to try to adjust this lighting. Can you quick. see? Yeah. There's... Can you see anything? See you. Yes. Oh, okay. You you got a lot of light, you know, light. Like yeah, on the yeah. windows, but uh, we see the. Okay, hold on. This is my room that I paint in. Can you see it? I love the color. Yes. Yes. Okay. One more. Can you see now? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, if a little bit more. And if you talk, then you you have the screen is larger for us. Oh, okay. So can you see now? Yeah. Some of the stuff that I have. And it's kind of hard to see this way. I would have had to send you the images. Yeah, we want to see the yeah. images. And so it's kind of hard to see, but that's oh, my gallery. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful work. What is something like what abstract work or what? Visionary, intuitive abstract. Because I literally go to the canvas and put my fingers here. Yeah, the paint comes out. So now that's it, because I know we have other guests. I don't want to take up any more time. That is absolutely gorgeous, though. How many pieces are you going to show? Well, about eight or nine. Okay. And it's really hard to get in the fair. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like very snobby. The art world is very snooty. So. <laughs> Sounds like music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should... Osiris, sure oh, this has been wonderful. Thank, yes, you thank, you, thank you. Thanks for giving me some time. And we it. just love you and your personality. And you're not going to make this your last time, right? Okay, no, no. <laughs> you know, you're one of the pros now. You got to come back and give us some pointers and bring some of your work and keep us up on what you're doing. You got to see me when my hair gets bigger, like that. There said. you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be beautiful though you know that's my industry absolutely gorgeous the hair, the hair and cosmetology and fashion industry so i know how you're gonna look already when you get that oh big, yeah that big oh yeah that's, that's a whole nother story how i ended up in, i ended up in in uh in 
in Europe being a model. So we'll talk about that another time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're so honored. Thank you so much, Darcy, for bringing on that wonderful guest. Uh, my, my pleasure. Thanks, Osiris. Thank you, love. We're going to turn it over to you, Charles. You're muted. All right. I'm going to introduce you to our next segment host, Mr. Uh, John Oppenheim or Oppenheim? Which one is it? Uh, Oppenheim. Oppenheim. Okay. Actually, a, it's a town in Germany. Okay. Well, Mr. German, uh, German town John Oppenheim today. He's an Air Force veteran, a retired businessman, uh, nonprofit, and advocate for veterans. John is also the COO of the Veterans serving the community wait a minute is it part of this thing missing or something uh, that's okay i can take it from there. okay well go ahead. anyway mr john up in oppenheim go ahead tell us about it john okay, don't you guys great. have a relationship as well you and john with paralyzed uh, veterans yes absolutely yeah tell us a little bit about that before we turn it over well you know he's a member of the paralyzed the, the the Long Beach chapter, the California chapter, PVA, Paralyzed Veterans of America. He's a yoga man, and uh, you know, um, and so that's why I met John at at the PVA. It's just uh, you know he came through this program, not through me, but some kind of way. Um, yeah, did, did, did you meet him, or you? It was someone that you you know you have to tell that story. John, oh, actually, uh, Wendy told that last time I was on because that's right. We were uh, we were at a mutual friend's mother's funeral, but they had a lunch afterwards, and we got seated next to each other, and that's kind of how I came to the program. Plus, uh, we we have mutual friends. Well, that one was Brenda Threat. For those of you who don't know Brenda Threat, you're alone in the world. That's um, right. She's a dear dear friend of mine for like twenty years or more. And uh, she's yeah. A, Good She's such a wonderful person. She's responsible for Wendy being on the show. Hi, yeah. Wendy. Almost a year ago now. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Take it away, John. All right. So I, you got something to share with us? This is my third time on the show. I am a volunteer at Century Villages at Cabrillo. And uh, besides the Veterans Council, which is what uh, Charles was talking about, I'm also chief operating officer for a nonprofit called City Heart, and I hope to get Paige Polonis, who's the ED, <laughs> talking to Consuelo one of these days. It's going to happen. But, yeah, because uh, I need you guys' help. We got to get that together. I really well, need. A, anyway, we have our own building there. If you've never been to Century Villages at Cabrillo, there are 1,500 residents. All have almost all have been homeless. It's all supportive housing. I won't go into great detail of it. Of the 1,500 residents there, somewhere between six and 800, depending on what day it is, are veterans. Some of them are in permanent housing and some of them are in transitional housing, going through a program from homelessness to housing, uh, which is uh, one of the things I advocate for is that there's a big misconception that once somebody gets into permanent housing, that all is taken care of. They have these wonderful wraparound services, and you know. So uh, those who know, those who know me as an advocate know that's not true all the time. And so anyway, 
But the way I, I got into Century Village is I'm an Air Force vet. I got out in 1962, and I'm going to tell you how old I am because it makes a difference in what I'm going to talk about. So I just had my 81st birthday in February. What? Look at that. You go, guys. All right now. Yeah. All right. First of all, I never expected it. I was a heavy kid, a heavy smoker, drinker, you name it. About Really? Wow. Yeah. But uh, I decided once I got past 50, <laughs> it might go on a little longer, so I better change my ways. <laughs> and uh, actually, about 43 years ago, I started doing um, cardio. And I, I really got into yoga about, what was I say, I was 67, 14 years ago. Um, I have a daughter that teaches yoga, and she kind of, did one of those, hey, dad, you know, you could do better. And so I started mm -hmm. doing yoga at a local gym with my wife. And uh, I got a free gift certificate to a weekend of yoga teacher training. I think it was 2012. Anyway, so I started teaching yoga at a local chiropractor's office. And the one thing I found out, other than the fact that for the first three months, when I was doing yoga, I mean, this was yoga with these 25-year-old people that are little pretzels. Uh, that, <laughs> you know, so the first three months, all I did was crawl out of the gym every day and think, oh, my God. But I kept going back, and I was still doing my cardio. So I, 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 one thing I discovered is how to make a habit out of something. And you do it one at a time. You don't try and make three habits at the same time. But anyway, I... I uh, I, I like that, and I was started going to the VA in 2002 when I got fired from my last job, and they came and said, hey, if you need medical care, come see us. So I, I went there, and I, I noticed that even at age, in my 60s, that I was probably in better shape than almost all those people that walked through the door there. Wow. And a lot of them were my peers, and a lot of them were younger than I was, a lot of Vietnam vets that uh, I got out before Vietnam, the lucky tourist. <coughs> Anyway, so I decided I wanted to give back to the veteran community, and one of the ways to do that was to teach yoga. So, you know, I was walked in the front door of the VA and said, I'm here to teach yoga. That's a joke. You don't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a salesman, uh, Osiris. I started off as a pharmaceutical rep when I was in sales. And anyway, so I was um, in... Uh, doing outreach. Anyway, I finally found the person. And so she said, we need somebody to go out to Century Villages at Cabrillo and teach for a VA recovery program, drug and alcohol. And so I started teaching out there in 2014. And immediately, I saw the benefit of what yoga can do for people who are in recovery. Uh, I joined an organization called Veterans Yoga Project, ended up as chief operating officer there too. Uh, and there's so much that yoga can do for people with PTSD that it, it's amazing. It doesn't cure it, it gives people tools when they're going through this trauma every time. If you understand PTSD, the T is trauma. And I started teaching those classes there. I've had People come up to me, and I ran into a guy in a grocery store who had kind of graduated out of the program, and we were just talking, and finally he just looked at me one day, and he said, John, yoga saved my life. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and I've had more than one person say that. I've got a guy that comes to my class every week for three years now, 
who said he was one bologna sandwich away from having a heart attack. And so it's, but there's a lot of myths about yoga. You know, first of all, you got to be this like skinny person that can put your leg over your head and all that. Yeah. And you don't have to do that. <laughs> Hell no. And the tiny. Are you what you say? I say, listen, the tiny. Yeah, I got to do that. You know. I say, do you have to do that? I can't. Uh, do that. Okay. So, uh. but, but the the whole idea, yoga is a full body and mind experience. You got uh, something to show us, don't you? I do. I'm getting ready to do that. Okay, let us see. We talking so, about it's all exciting. I want to see if I can join your class without turning into a pretzel. <laughs> when you see this guy Reggie, all that will go away. So okay. what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do. I, Charles, you went through a couple of these, didn't you? When or did you ever join my class when I was doing for PBACC? I never joined the class, but uh, we had it over at Rancho where I work. We have uh, that's right, yeah. But anyway, program. so this can be done in a wheelchair, and I've had a lot of people in wheelchairs do this. So I'm gonna do it. It's all seated. What I'm gonna do today. The class I teach is seated and standing. So I want everybody, if you're in a chair, just kind of sit back and relax and just, you can just watch me. So the biggest secret to me for yoga, the thing it's done the most for is breathing. Almost nobody knows how to breathe. And <coughs> all, when, when you're real nervous and anxious, and who isn't, right? You, you breathe up here and your pulse is racing and stuff like that. So what I learned was something called a three-part breath. So if you just watch me or you can follow along with me, just put your, your hands on your stomach like this. And what we're going to do is we're going to fill a balloon with air. So you start off and just inhale. And if you watch my fingers, I'm not faking it. I'm bringing my belly out you know also all these men used to walk walking around you know their gut tucked in and then when you exhale they just bring it back in towards your spine and inhale in the belly and out and what that does is you have three diaphragms but the one that everybody's familiar with is right here and when you breathe through your belly, you're relaxing this diaphragm. And what that's doing, it's sending a message to your parasympathetic. Always get these wrong, but I think it's the right one. Parasympathetic nerve is the one that says things are cool. Your sympathetic nerve is the one when you breathe in here, that says panic, panic, run. So just learning to breathe like this can make all the difference in the world. I use this every single night when I wake up in the middle of the night with OMK. That's old man kidneys. <laughs> and then after that, you bring the air up into your abdomen. So again, you're filling a balloon. And you can see my ribs expanding. And then up into your lungs. Everybody get that. So if you just sit there and uh, sit up straight, let your shoulders drop away from your ears and close your eyes. We're just going to take three breaths like this. I'm not going to spend an hour doing yoga or half an hour here. I'm just going to do some demo. So try that three-part breath if you can. Just in the belly, up into the abdomen, into the lungs, 
And as you exhale, just reverse it from your lungs to your abdomen and then bring your belly in towards your spine. Do two more like that. If you really did that, I bet you already feel relaxed. I can when I come home and I'm really wired. Instead of having to drink anymore, I do five minutes of that. And I actually, just come right back down. So do you that, have a diagram or something to show us next time? Because I still can't grasp it. Because the only thing I can see is that you're breathing in and out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can do that. Yeah, so I want to see something where where it's from the stomach. Because what did your stomach do? Did, did it go in and out? It went in and out. Like a hamburger. Like oh, that. see, we couldn't see that, though. Yeah, like oh, I said, yeah. fill up things, but filling up a balloon. So yeah, okay. we're, we're, we're just going to do a little movement because yoga is a mind and body. And in yoga, in the classes I do, we move every muscle and bone in the body. So on an inhale, just bring your arms up overhead. Guys aren't doing this. And then exhale, there you go. <laughs> and inhale up. And exhale down. And then bring your arms up like this. And just hold them up. Kind of reach up towards the ceiling. Nice deep breaths here. And on the exhale, bring your hands to heart center. And then to your knees. So that's, that's one thing we do. So we just warm up, you know, another area, there's, there's really three areas that you have stress. One is your neck, the other is your shoulders, and the third is your hips. So I always do these neck exercises in my classes. So on an inhale, you just look up, and as you exhale, look down. And I gotta say, I have a lot of arthritis, and I take nothing for it, unless it gets really bad. And then on your chin on your chest, just bring your head to the right. Look over your right shoulder. And then exhale back to the middle. And then inhale to the left. And come back. And as you inhale to the right, you can, if your neck tells you, you can come all the way up and make a big circle. So just make a couple circles like that. And if you've got a neck like mine, you're hearing rice crystal snap, crackle, and pop. And then just go in the other direction because we do something in one direction in yoga, we do it in the other. When people come log on it, what's wrong with all these people? <laughs> <laughs> this really works. Seriously, I say, I, I wake up in the morning, I don't have a stiff neck that much, but uh, it's because of this. And then the next thing, because we have in the shoulders, it just Yes. So sometimes people do the shoulders going forward, but quite frankly, most of us who sit in front of computers, we're sitting there hunched over like that. And maybe you can feel that. And then I'm just going to do a couple more things. That the next thing I want to do is show you something. So if you can go to the front of your chair, it's something that's called a sun salutation. So I've got my hands on my knees, and I'm going to bring my arms up like this. 
I'll try that. Then as I exhale, I come down to my knees and I'm going to come forward like this. And because I do this all the time, I can get all the way down the floor. But if you can't, guess what? Doesn't make any difference. Yoga, no judgment. And then on an inhale, I'm going to bring my right leg up and exhale back down again. And inhale that left leg up and back down again. And then arms out to the side and I come all the way up like that and bring my hands to heart center. So that's called sun salutations and we do those in most every uh, class. And if you're able to stand, we do those standing. Another, just real quickly, just a demo that all the different moves that we do is something called warrior poses. And again, do this standing or you can do it sitting in a chair. And so on an inhale, you bring your arms up like this. And this is called warrior one. And then I'm going to exhale and I'm going to put my right arm out and turn my head looking at my right arm. And I bring my arms out like this. And this is called warrior two. And you can feel it, you know, just shrug your shoulders and get out. And then on an inhale, just bring your right arm up and then exhale back and then come back. And then we're going to go to the other side. So inhale up for warrior one, bring those shoulders away from your ear. Exhale, bring that left arm out, looking over your shoulder at your left hand. And inhale, bring that left hand up. And exhale back to warrior two, and then come back. And that, so that feels good. Really? <laughs> yeah. I wish we had more time, but that's amazing. You had to come back and do a segment on that. But the last, I will I'll be happy to, but the last piece of this, is something that is extremely important and we do it at the end of every class and Osiris who does, if you're still with us you do this yourself and that is something called Shavasana so just sit back in your chair because we're going to relax take three minutes for your muscles to get back we're not going to take three minutes but I'm just going to show you take three minutes for your muscles to relax this is what really makes yoga different than most things I go to the gym get on the treadmill I do half an hour, two miles, get off treadmill and go home. But at the end of yoga, just sit back and close your eyes. Get your breathing back to normal. Let your shoulders drop away from your ears. And we're just going to take about a minute and a half and just sit and do nothing except let everything go. And I usually do a progressive relaxation here starting with your feet up into your legs your hips everything starting to relax your stomach and your chest your shoulders fall away from your ears your chin drops away from your mouth your face relaxed your forehead your scalp all relaxed and the hardest thing to relax is your brain. But I have a little technique where we go to our own special place. It could be in a beach or up in a park.
park or in the mountains. Just you, a blue sky, and nothing to think about and nothing to worry about. And we do this for five minutes when I do it. And just open your eyes with a soft gaze and bring your hands to heart center. At the end of every practice, we ask gratitude. We give gratitude to our bodies for taking their time to <laughs> cooperate. Thank those around us for sharing their practice. And I'm always grateful to those who come to my classes for letting me lead you. Namaste. Oh, thank you so much, John. That was wonderful. Thank you. We want to have more of that. I feel kind of relaxed there. <laughs> well, that's the idea. You did that. Thank you. All right. I know we're running a little bit out of time now, so we're going to move right on. It's on you, Patrice. I'm, I have a whole perspective, new perspective of John. Don't you know? <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm in a Zen zone now, so I'm going to be really peaceful the rest of the day. Right. Be hard. You enjoyed it too, huh, Julie? Oh, yes. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Wendy and Darcy. I'm going to have to sign up for John's classes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do it. Send me an email and uh, I'll put you on the list for invites. I That's will. Awesome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. They're 11 o'clock on Tuesday mornings. Okay, every Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put my... Uh, oh, we all live in a tense world. And we uh -huh. use techniques, I think, on a daily basis. Right. Yeah, exactly. We'd have to. And in the evening, too. So we can yeah. go relax and go night-night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did you guys get John's number? Email yeah. address? Great. Okay, so he's on you, on you, Patrice. Okay. Well, you know, it's my pleasure today to um, introduce Julie Delamora. She's a retired disabled army veteran with 20 plus years of serving our country. She joined the service when she was 17 years old and she said she owes it to her father. I kind of asked her, I said, well, why do you owe it to your father? Thinking she was going to have this, you know, really uh, explanation that was going to be, you know, so emotional. And she said, well, I was tired of having curfew rules. So my dad recommended for me to get away from the rules at home and join the army. And <laughs> that the army was all about rules of responsibility. So she had a big surprise at 17 years old. And her service in the Army had multiple assignments in logistics training, operation, and recruiting, where she received multiple promotions, medals, and commendations to include the President Presidential Award for Excellence, three meritorious medals, seven commendation medals, five Army, Army Achievement Medals, 11 Good Conduct Medals, anti-war terrorism, OEF and OIF service medals, 
when I saw those two initials, I looked them up. These are Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraq Freedom. Rookie of the Year, Chiefs 50 Medal, and recognized by President Clinton as to 10% of the nation National uh, Recruiter of the Year Award. After returning from the U.S. Army, Julie transitioned into higher education, working at Loyola Marymount University, where she had the opportunity to hone in in the development of strategic planning and lean processes. Thereafter, she spent seven years with workforce development at the state of California, where she led multiple work groups with business services teams to link employers with job seekers and had the opportunity to connect with community-based organizations, State of California Directors for the Employment Development Department of, Veter of Veterans Affairs and Higher Education Facilities. In 2014, she was hired as the National Executive Recruiting Director for 37 colleges and 11 states where she led a group of 117 recruiters and staffing specialists that achieved over 100%, 110% of hiring placement under her direction. In 2016, she was hired as a Southwest Region Director of Talent Acquisition for Allied Universal um, Security, where she led a team of 59, and she was instrumental in the organization, earning multiple awards related to veterans, diversity, and induction for affording employment opportunities to veterans minorities, women, and people with disabilities. Julie lives locally in the South Bay, Los Angeles with her husband and volunteers with multiple community-based organizations, including becoming the co-chair for the South Bay Veterans Employment Committee, as well as several other veteran, youth, and diverse LGBTQ service organizations. So my husband says now he has to salute uh, Julie, every time he sees her, because he never knew that she had all these combinations. Um, Julie is such a real person, and um, I'm happy to introduce her to the community and to you guys today. Julie. Wow. Welcome, Julie. Such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Patrice and I go way back, you know, about 10, 15 years. And Connie, you and I have known each other for quite a while as well. So yeah. I'm, very, I'm very excited to be here and, and, and to share a little bit about myself. And, uh, you know, thank you for that warm intro. And uh, like, you know, Patrice said, I, when I joined the military, I, I just wanted to get away from home. Like, I'm tired of like, you got to be home when the, you know, the lights go down and, you can't go out with boys unless they come in and they have to ask for permission. And I'm like, Ma, Dad, they don't do that stuff anymore. You know, and it's, right. I joined in the, it was in the late 70s. And, you know, I'm in LA and boys don't come and knock on the door and they, they blow a horn and they're like, nope, you're not going anywhere. And somebody's <laughs> blowing a horn at you. Daddy got the so, shotgun right there. Too, so right? get in here right now or else keep driving. Right, right, right. And that's exactly what no. happened to me. And, and I keep complaining and complaining. My dad said, well, you know what? All you need is one parental consent. So see the world. Get away. You tired right. of all these rules and regulations? Come on. Go in and do it. And 
Well, little did I know that I was going to be really, you know, held to a higher standard. But mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, my dad was a, a, a Korean War veteran as well as a Vietnam veteran. And so he uh, instilled in me the values that I have today. Right. So, oh, that's so wonderful. You know, so joining the military was... Uh, a piece of cake in comparison to what my friends were doing. And I came home six months later and I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? What, why are you all so lazy? Why are you not up and doing something? I'm, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning and putting like the little corners in my bed and getting ready to do my physical training. And my friend is like, chill, we're going to Magic Mountain. And I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Right. So you know, I kept thinking that they changed and no, the one that changed was me. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I went up to Fort Lewis, Washington, and that's when I started my career. And I had an amazing mentor who, you know, took me and a lot of others under his wing and he made us go to school, you know, and I was in, uh, in nutrition and I showed up with my clipboard to do um, menus. And he's like, no, 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 little girl, you're going to make SOS. And you guys in the military know what SOS meant, right? Shit on the shingle. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? But <laughs> he's like, and, and whatever doesn't, you know, get brought out for breakfast, you're going to rinse it off and you're going to turn that into Slappy Joe's. And if we still got leftovers, we make spaghetti at the end of the day. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, it was a, a fun experience, but he encouraged us in education. So he made us go to school after we were 10, 12 hour days. Mm-hmm. And he made us all sign up. And, and you know, I owe it to him to, to get that foundation after I got that from my father. So that allowed me the opportunity to continue to grow in the military. And as Patrice, you know, was uh, reading my bio, I, I did... Um, work into logistics and uh, ended up in a, a heavy mechanized artillery unit where there were only three women and 1,700 men. Wow. So one of those, you you got to be one of the guys, you know, and I learned how to pull tail and how to, you know, big, make it with a big boom and heavy howitzer. So, uh, you know, I'm very thankful that uh, I got a chance to learn so much. I got a chance to travel. And when I received the presidential uh, uh, Medal of Freedom was because we worked on a, an assignment in, in Bosnia-Herzegovina, which was a, a peacekeeping mission. And we were able to work with NATO and, and assist them with, uh, you know, bringing uh, civil unrest and, and help them out with, uh, with the problems that they were facing. Mm-hmm. And when we left, we left them in a better place. So uh, when we came home, we received that award and it was uh, because I was instrumental in, in getting everyone there and bringing them all back. I was the first one to receive uh, that medal along with our commander. So mm. uh, it was something, you know, something to be proud of. And then from there, I just, you know, moved on. And uh, the general that I worked for, he's like, okay, yeah, you've done everything, you know, from deployments to logistics, to leading people and troops. What do you want to do now? And I'm like, you know what? I'm in California. I uh, got a chance to work in Manhattan Beach as a recruiter. And I didn't was a recruiter until I started doing it. And I was rocking it. And I was a recruiter during 9-11. So I got quite a few people who were very patriotic and wanted to join the military. So mm-hmm. it just made my job a lot easier. 
And so I got people knocking out of the woodwork saying, hey, I, I want to join. I want to do the right stuff. Right. So, um, I, you know, I also got a chance to receive a lot of awards and, and, and decorations because I everything that I do, I try to do what I can do best, you know, and I think that's one of the things you learn in the military that whatever you're going to do, you got to do the best there is, whether you are a dishwasher, whether you, you know, out there being a, a missionary or you're doing something that, you know, you're blowing up buildings, you, you got to do the best that you can. So, yeah, right. And so learning all of that and being able to apply that in, in education when I ended up in uh, uh, LMU, uh, just recently, I received uh, an email from one of the young cadets that when I was in at LMU saying, I, I would like for you to come and help me uh, pin my lieutenant colonel uh, rank. Uh, so in two weeks from now, he's asked me to go and, and pin him because when oh. he had joined, he was a little chubby kid. And I'm like, if this 40 something year old woman is going to chase you butt and you're going <laughs> to make it happen. And I was like right behind him. And, you know, he almost didn't make it through the uh, officer training course because he was not in shape. And mm -hmm. I encouraged him and encouraged him. And he's like, I will never forget you chasing me and letting me know that if you could pinch my butt, I was not going to be able to make it. So, <laughs> wow. you know, 15 years later, he I just got an email last week saying, I would love for you to come and help me pin my lieutenant colonel uh, rank because you were instrumental in me growing and becoming a healthier person and then he became a, you know wing commander and, and it was just one of those things that you know when you can make a difference in someone's life that's something you will never forget and where is that going to take place uh it's going to be uh in uh in la at the la air force base in el segundo okay and you're going to be in full uniform oh no i well I'll try and see hey. if you fit in. <laughs> yeah, you got the same pictures and everything. You know? Yeah, he'll yeah, be proud. I'll, I'll definitely share. come back and share them. You got to Absolutely. see that. Yeah. yeah, it's been you know a, a really whirlwind, and I know that I changed a few people's lives, and then yeah. that's something that would never, never ever go away. You know. Uh, I got numerous stories to tell, but that's one that is really near and dear to my heart because just last week he he reached out to me and he's like, hey, Ms. D, I want you to come on over and, and, and help me. And so the wing commander and I are going to be pinning him uh, in front of his you know family and the whole squadron. So I'm excited for that. Would you, you and I go back, how many girls, how long ago, long time, you know? Yeah. And I need your help with our project. I want to sh share with you what we're doing for our disabled veterans and helping them get housing. And I wanted to make sure that you're involved with that. And so Absolutely. Yeah. I, need, I need you. I need you, girl. And I need John, too, John. I need you, too, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, so we're all going to join in. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm you know, Patrice is on my team. That's my girl over there. So, <laughs> Patrice, how long? 20 years? What is that? How long you and I go back? Oh my gosh. I was just looking at pictures of us, our first lunch that we had on Alvera Street. I think that was about- No, seven. that was way before that, when you was over on Imperial. And oh, wait, yes. That was probably 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Also yeah. something like that. I think a little yeah. longer than that, though, because it was, uh, uh, what was in the name? right? Huh? That's when she was in Hawthorne? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Downey. 
Downing, like, yeah, that's right, in Downing, yeah. And we came and picked up all those clothes for the, for, no, that was way longer ago than 10 years ago. But yeah, anyway, say 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I'm so proud of, uh, of women like Julie, you know, she, she truly exemplifies, uh, you know, now that we're celebrating Women's History Month. Exactly. Uh, Besides everything else, uh, you know, Julie, you know, she's she's kind of that quiet little warrior that just keeps going. You know, she right. just keeps, uh, you know, keeps being a positive influence on everybody she meets. And right. I, I haven't he heard a single person ever say a, a bad thing about her. And she just is is just such an inspiring woman. You see what we're doing, Julie, and I want you to come back and, and consider a segment. You know, you got Absolutely. some. I'm excited. Please, you got some wonderful stories and information to share for our veteran, veteran women and men. So you want you on our team, girl. <laughs> well, I, I would like to invite you all this coming Friday. We're going to have our South Bay Veterans Employment Committee is going to be hosted at SoFi uh, okay. because we want to, you know, help. Uh, veterans find employment and so SoFi and a, a few other employers are going to be coordinating this and then SoFi is going to be hosting us so if you guys are available this coming Friday from 2 to 3 30 p.m at SoFi itself uh, we'd love to have you guys join us oh love to love to okay that would be fabulous uh, you'll send us the information mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it's going to be on site so if you guys can make it that'd be great if not we can also uh get you to zoom in uh, to be part of the uh, veterans employment committee meeting oh i would love that i know everybody else would as well but thank you so much i'm so honored to have you on today and thank you. we'll right along because we run out of time here take it away dr childress Okay, well, that's okay. I, I won't need much time. This all worked out. So everybody had the extra time that they needed. Right. So I'm right. going to say a quick prayer, and then I won't be long. That's no. the, those are the famous words for a pastor, right? I won't be long. But dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us up for the use of our limbs and organs and mind and soul. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sit and relax in our mind and our body and our soul with John as he took us through a series of exercises. Father, we acknowledge all the wonderful women this month who have been on the battlefield and continue to be on the battlefield. Lord, we just ask that you continue to guide each and every one of us in our various endeavors that we might reach the people. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. And Amen. with that said, Women's History Month, I, I thank each and every one of you ladies for all that you do and all that you continue to do. And every woman that is watching and even those that are not, we honor you. We thank you for your hard work because we know it's not easy because it's still a man's world. Let's just be truthful about that. So we just continue to plug away doing what we do in order to make it better for all because we are the backbone. Yes, I said it, we're the backbone. So I don't have a woman to interview this month, and that's because I was uh, a little discombobulated this month, had some things going on. But being a woman veteran, I can talk about what I did. 
And in 2013, God had me start living life completely. And it is for the purpose of balance and living a complete and whole life, mind, body, soul. And I am a life coach. And let's just be clear on the difference between coaching and therapy. A life coach, well, let me back up. Life coaching, coaching has been around forever. And we know with sports, that's the first thing we think about. So coaching has been around forever. And coaching is a resource-oriented philosophy and practice. What it is not, it is not therapy. We don't diagnose, we don't treat, we don't cure. And we do not dwell in the past. We're not here to help you reconcile past issues or hurts. What we are here to do and what I am here to do is to help you move from where you are right now to where you want to go. Because each and every one of us have a goal. And at times in our lives, we get stuck. And we can just use that extra help. We can use somebody to come alongside of us and hold us accountable and help us see our transition, help us see the forward moving from point A, where we are, to our goals on where we want to get to. So that is it in a nutshell. And, and life coaching in itself uh, came around in about the 80s. It took off in the 90s and the 2000s, it was widely known. Everybody was now aware of life coaching as well as business coaching and health coaching and all the other areas and niches of coaching outside of sports coaching. So that is, and with the name Living Life Completely, it's all about balance. And that is what God put in my heart to do, balance. You want to balance, your life should be in balance. Doesn't mean that everything is going to go like a well-oiled machine, but with balance, we can navigate things much, much easier. And then with someone holding us accountable and coming alongside of us and helping us walk through some of the things that we're going through makes it that much easier. So that is it in a nutshell, because I know we are at the time, at, at, at the top of the hour, beyond the top of the hour. And I will share, if anyone is interested, I will share my website, which is livinglifecompletely.net. And you can go there and check out the services that I offer and share with anyone. And if anybody is ever in need of a life coach, please feel free to communicate with me through my website. The contact form is there and I will be more than welcome to assist. Can you give your number out? Sure. 213-640-1042. But preference is living like is the website because the contact form, then that way I have your email and your right. phone number and we can communicate. But again, so livinglifecompletely.net is preferable. But again, phone number is 213 640-1042. And how often do you have your classes? I don't do classes. This is one-on-one -on -one coaching. Oh, one-on-one. -on -one. And, so and that's by appointment only. Yes. Now, you're referring to the classes. I am going to start them. My daughter and I are working on doing a retreat. So 
with that's the family. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not doing classes. I did do classes prior to. They went on hiatus. Because, well, I did one during uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I am a hands-on type of person and I like to engage. I'm more personable. So doing the classes online, the one I did, I was really, really nervous. Like, how am I going to make this work? Because I don't like sitting here looking at people on this screen. I like to be engaging. I like to get people involved. I don't like hearing myself talk, 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 talk. It actually went well. But right. now that this is kind of settling down, I will again, uh, will begin offering courses. And those are for family wellness and singles and relationship courses. And when I begin those up, get those up and going, I will let you know. That's right. We want to know. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And love that prayer. As always. Glory. Always needed. Yes. We're coming on down to the end now. So, uh, Charles, it's on you. We want to thank everybody. It's been a great show. Okay, so I'm going to talk about hot, hot news. You know how I do it. That's Charles for We love now, it. It's, it's, you know, it's like the sun with hot sauce on it. You know, it's hot and flavorful. You know, so today's hot news is about Amazon Jobs. Operation Confidence is partnered with Amazon. Their team is in charge of staffing all warehouses in SoCal with the focus in the LA area and as far as Palmdale to Southgate. Anytime you as a candidate apply, anytime a candidate applies for a position with Amazon, the team will be the first uh, people you will see. The team does badge photos, employment authorization, as well as go over the details about the position open for you to apply for. Now, that's uh, you know work workforce staffing. Now, am I am I giving this? Uh, Going to give our info. Info, info at operationconfidence.org. That's uh, if you want to you know interested in this, it's info at operationconfidence.org. Right now, <clears throat> there are. This next part is about exercises that work well for disabled vets. And you know, water is free, supposedly, in some places. Um, Water is the magic solution to weight loss. Drinking water instead of soda makes a huge difference in your calorie intake. I've seen people replace soda with water and lose 25 pounds in a year. And they did not have to do anything else, just replace soda, because water is the key. Dumbbells and calisthenics. You can get a few pair of dumbbells for a few dollars. They usually cost about 50 cents a pound. I think it's higher than that. I would recommend a pair of three, five, and eight pound dumbbells for the type of uh, arm and leg workouts in these programs. But you do not have to buy dumbbells. You can actually use milk jugs filled with water or even large soup cans. And uh, uh, there are also the bands now, you know, just, you know, I, I have all of that stuff. Of course, you know, me being working at a rehab facility and we teach people how to you know keep their shoulders um, so we, we use a lot of bands and things like that and lightweights you know very small two to five weights and things like that and here are some great workout ideas 
try the lightweight shoulder workout. Three to five pounds is all you need. Hey, that's what I'm just talking about. The best shoulder workout uh, to learn an article to learn about the best shoulder workout ever. The best shoulder workout. I don't understand that. I'm I'm gonna leave it alone anyway. Supersets of push-ups and crunches. No need to get weights at the gym. These workouts work out work with your own body weight. The best 20 to minute, uh, 20 to 30 minute workouts are quick and simple and will progress as you get fitter. This can save your time, save your time budget as well. Stu Smith is a former Navy SEAL and fitness author certified as a strength and conditioning specialist with the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Visit his fitness ebook store if you're looking at a start, looking to start a work, workout program to create a healthy lifestyle. Send your fitness questions to, you know, we'll just say, get in touch with us here at operationconfidence.org again, operationconfidence.org. Now, you know, by you using a wheelchair you have, and also work at Rancho for the last 20 some years, you have a lot of information to share with individuals who are, are uh, paralyzed. So maybe Absolutely. next time you'll come on and show some pictures. I mean, you've done it from jumping out of airplanes to, <laughs> to uh, basketball coaches to whatever and then work out the gym so we want to hear that and see that information i know you have pictures and videos right absolutely and you can find a lot of that stuff on like youtube as well no um, but coming from you it has coming from me picture. yes i have i have exercise i have things that i've done with like the university of southern california i mean there are articles and magazines i've been in all this kind of stuff you know you know promoting the um uh, exercises you know just, just quickly we had a a, a, a study we did mm-hmm. we got a bunch of people who had shoulder pain you know from they had to be at least one year post but and uh, 20 years up to 20 years and what we did is we gave uh, we took them and broke them into two groups one group or everybody had exercise everybody had to have shoulder pain so we broke them into two groups one group we showed them a video of uh you know like you know just like an exercise video and uh and sent them home the other group we showed them the same video but we gave them some exercises to do with these uh bands and you know brought them back like three months later mm-hmm. and do you know that more than 80 percent of the people who had shoulder pain came back and didn't have any shoulder pain at all because they were doing the little rotator cuff exercise and Practically everyone who just watched the video and didn't do the exercise, it came back and they still had shoulder pain. What is this band? What is it? Rubber, you know, like the elastic bands you buy exercise bands. Oh, yeah, those like the rubber, like that's yes, absolutely, bands. absolutely. We use those and uh, had them to prop them into inside a door and just do certain uh exercises. I have I have paperwork to show and yeah. so. Maybe next week and week after that, you know, because we can learn yeah. from you, you know, and do a class with like uh like, like John did. Mm-hmm. That and would be see, great. I see those things are important to people that you know use wheelchairs, and and not only people use wheelchairs because a lot of times, a lot of times there are people who are uh, you know quote unquote able body who do a lot of lifting and you know they don't lift right they don't right. use their they don't bend their knees and they're lifting bending over and just you know and and or they lift things you know like me i use a wheelchair every day so 
Um, so I have to, when I go in the car, I got to lift it over and over. And if I keep doing it, over time, my shoulders get worn out. But exactly. with, with these little exercises, you know, it makes a world of a difference. Well, we, we have to learn from you. Just like with John's yoga, we have to learn from you as well. So let's make that a priority, okay? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we're winding down. And I want to thank our guests for coming. We had a great show today. Didn't we with this show? Oh, Hey, Connie, can I put this out there real quick? Uh-huh. Because what I did forget, and I don't know how I forgot, because that's where this all started with, I will have women's workshops. And I really want to say those are high on my list, because that's where my passion is. Yeah, so, that's what I heard. So all right. Yes. That. That, yeah, that is what I had been doing in the women's workshops more so. The right. Out here, so I'll keep you posted. Oh, please do. And you'll come on with some of your uh, videos as well. You know, it's going to be Zoom classes as well. Some will be Zoom and I am looking for doing retreats now in person. Oh, that'd be fabulous. Okay. Good deal. Well, thank you so much. Julie, I sent you a chat. Uh, and I want to thank our all of our amazing guests for coming on today. And I want to remind our listeners that uh, please check us out on Amazon. Amazon will give us a small donation if uh, you make sure that you go on Amazon. It's called Amazon Smile for your next purchase and go to the donation box and type in Operation Confidence and it will make a small donation to our organization. And also don't forget to visit Operation Confidence website. We have a phenomenal resource page. A lot of stuff is on there and we want our guests on today is to make sure that you send us an email at info at Operation Confidence so we can put you on our website as well. And so we're going to say we're winding it down now. And I wanted to remind our listeners that the reason for our show is to raise awareness about Operation Confidence's mission, which is to provide stable housing and supportive services for our veterans, especially employment opportunities in a whirlwind of resources. So please contact us if you want to get involved in our grassroots efforts at info at operationconfidence.org. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, by the way, don't forget to check us out on our own YouTube channel and subscribe to us, please. Okay, so we're winding it off now and it's on you. Charles, and I want to tell everybody thank you so much, and we'll be back next Sunday. And I will toss this in as a, uh, you know, just a bonus. If there are any veterans out there who are truck drivers, I'm looking for a good uh, truck driver or two. So, all right, and then I'll put you in touch with my niece because you know you got to be doing something similar. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. So this is it. We're going to all say goodbye and then we'll have the video and, uh, and I got to do my little, you know. You got to, you got to do that. Got to get it in, you know. Got to get that in. Bye-bye. John, woo-hoo. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great fun. See you next time. All right. Multi-process. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org.